The bagpipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rab Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1. G1 Reeds and Chanters were played in 8 out of the 9 winning World Championship performances in 2017, including the newly crowned Grade 1 World Champions in Vararian District, and also for some bands, including the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there. Welcome along to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are yous? What a week it's been in the piping world, hey? Good God. Yeah, this podcast (laughs) could be a bit of a long one. We've got a lot of stuff to get through. And if you've seen this script in front of me right now, yeah, you wouldn't be laughing. So, But I'm sure you've already seen the duration once you've downloaded this. So, hmm. Yeah, strap yourselves in. This could be a long one. I don't know. Just depends how quick I can read through all of this stuff and let you know what's happening. Because things are ramping up, baby. The season's just around the corner. Oh, man, so exciting. Plus, we're in the middle of the Celtic Connections Festival. Bands are announcing things. and oh, Just so much stuff. It's just not funny. <sighs> anyway, let's get things kicked off, shall we? This week's podcast can be a little bit of an international one, I feel. Uh, because... There's stuff happening all around the world. Not just here in the UK, but all around the world. Truly an international show uh, for this week. So, yeah, as I say, strap yourselves in. Now, happy birthday to us! Yay! The Rab Show podcast is officially a year old. Yeah, who would have thought? This time, a year ago, when I first decided to, uh, you know, I'm going to try this. Just as a bit of an experiment and see how it goes. I thought it might last maybe four or five weeks. Uh, and that's the truth. I honestly did think that this was, nah, this is not going to last. But, whew, was I wrong. Good God, this podcast has just been insane. It's blown up. If anything, yeah, it's taken on a whole new life of its own. <laughs> so, for each and every one of you who's ever listened to even just one episode, if you've downloaded them all, great. But only if you've just listened to one and this is your first one. Welcome. We are the show for the piping folk reflecting everything from the bagpiping world. We are here for you. So thank you, first of all, for hitting that download button on any episode that you may well have listened to in the past or even now. Yeah, every download is definitely appreciated. Every single click on the social media is all really appreciated. Things are just going yeah, incredibly well. With each episode, we introduce new people to what we do and showing them just how amazing our music is. So, yeah, that's what it's all about for me, you know? Introducing people to what we do and also talking to the guys who have been here now for a whole year, listening to each episode. You're equally as awesome. Thanks for coming along from the journey all the way from day one to, right, here we are again, January 18. Whew, Wow. Anyway, happy birthday to us. And yes, special shout out to anyone who's ever advertised with us in the past. We've had a lot of people who's had little adverts and stuff with us, so thank you everyone. And also, have to give a special shout out to our patrons. Those guys who are clicking that support button on our Patreon page. You guys are awesome! 
Yes, you are. Yeah. So, <laughs> special shout out has to go to Brandon Moreno, uh, LoneStarPiper.com, and Twisted Thistle. You guys are incredible. Thank you. And if you do want to support the show and you do like what we do, please do go and check out our Patreon page. And if you do feel so inclined, you can donate anything from $1 up to a stupid amount of dollars if you wish. So, yeah, to help support what we do so we can up our content, our quality, and all of that good stuff. So, Yes, thank you to all of our wonderful patrons. And I also have to give a special shout out to our amazing show sponsor, G1. Yay! G1 have been with us from day one. And I have to say, these guys are incredible. They took the gamble, they took the risk with us (laughs) on the Rab Show to, yeah, pay our bills and get us up and running and... Wow, yeah, what a journey it's been since day one. So we're very pleased to announce that G1 will continue to support the Big Rab Show running through 2018. So, yeah, G1 will continue to sponsor the Big Rab Show. So that's a bit of news in itself. So there you go. G1 sticking with the Rab Show and the Rab Show sticking with G1 for the incoming year. So thank you very much, G1. And happy birthday, Big Rab Show podcast. Yay! Right. Let's fly on. Stop being so self-indulgent. Time to get into some listener mail. Now, last week's podcast was supposed to be a bit of a question and answer session, looking back at previous old podcasts. But unfortunately, we didn't get much in the way of listener mail. Well, we got that one voicemail then, however, from our voiceover guy, William, and that's what last week's podcast was about. But, yes, you guys don't like to disappoint, so here we go. We've got a whole load of listener mail. So, let's get to it. This first one uh, comes in from Brian Laidlaw. How's it going, Brian? He says, Hi, Rab. I hear you haven't got much listener mail lately, and I frequently frequently forget to write in, so here you go. Yes, Brian. I've been getting very little listener mail this last while. That's got everyone so busy, so don't worry about it. Uh, he says, I heard you talking about bagpipe makers making... Uh, yeah, hold on, I'm getting myself tongue-tied now. About bagpipe makers using other than African blackwood and thought about a student of mine and his recent purchase. He bought the newly released McClelland Revelation bagpipe. Right, never heard of these. He said it's made of polypanko, uh, but the drones are sleeved to give them a wood sound. Hmm. Uh, so we just got uh, my student set assembled last Saturday and I played them a little a little tune or two on them and was quite impressed. I've heard other polypanko pipes in person and these revelation pipes were definitely much warmer to my ear. The lower cost and lower maintenance were the main factors this particular student was looking for. Here's a link for the details. So he's given me a link and everything. Awesome. So yeah, definitely I will check that out. And he says, cheers. Brian Laidlaw from Hereford, Arizona in the US. He said, PS, I'll try to drop you a note from time to time. Your podcast helps me fill nearly four hours round trip drive to band rehearsal. Four hours. Wow. Thanks for that and keep up the great work. Not at all, Brian. Four hours to band practice, man. Woohoo. Is that two hours there, two hours back or four hours? Woof. Wow. Yeah, but there you go. I'll have to look into these. Uh, the McClellan uh, Revelation bagpipe. So now I've seen lots of polypanko sets. Um, you know, a lot of practice chanters obviously are made of polypanko. A lot of chanters are made out of it. But as far as pipes goes, I've seen limited pipes made out of polypanko. But these ones being sleeved. Hmm. To give them a wood sound. I like the, like the idea of that, actually. I would like to hear these. So you've sent me this... Um, 
link to the website where your student got them from. So I'm going to have to look into these. If anything, this is now going to be a future podcast. We'll get into the the whole making of bagpipes and what materials should be used. Uh, So, yeah, that is definitely going to be a future podcast, I think, because I've got a number of emails in about, you know, manufacturers who are using unusual materials to make pipes out of and with varying different results so it would be interesting to get talking to some manufacturers actually and see what their views are about working with african blackwood against you know working with rosewood or mahogany or in this case polypango or different things you know what i mean i think it'll be definitely worth a topic of the week right there so there we go now got another one here from jeremy downs he says i think you folks in the uk are very lucky Yes, Jeremy, we are. He says, piping and drumming are woven into the fabric of your society. Everywhere you turn, you have exposure to listening or learning the craft. I think you may take that for granted. Do you know what, Jeremy? You're not wrong. And I keep telling people about it every day. You know, (laughs) like just today, as an example, I was out on my lunch break. And as I was walking from my car to go to the filling station, I could go to a local garage, a gas station to get myself, you know, maybe a sandwich and a can of whatever, there was a guy standing at the back of his van, wearing all of his high-vis work gear, and he was practicing. He had the bagpipes out in the forecourt of the phone station. Uh, He was practicing. Now, I wasn't saying he was practicing like a learner. This guy was playing a proper big reel. So I walked over to say hi to the guy, and I says, oh, how you doing? Turns out, I knew the fella very well. He didn't want to have his name on the show, by the way. But So I'm keeping him anonymous. But chatting away to me, all talking about how the band was doing and, you know, the incoming season and everything. But here he was, standing in his work gear in the middle of a gas station, practicing. And the thing is, it was just another day. It happens all too often. People grab practice whenever they can. You know, and this dude was just on his lunch break. He parked up the van, had his lunch. I've got 20 minutes left. I may as well have a practice. You know? So, yeah, you're 100% right whenever you say it's woven into the fabric here. So, yeah, we definitely do take it for granted, Jeremy. No doubt there. He says, here in the States, we have to travel quite a bit for competitions, lessons, or practice. I personally travel an hour and 15 minutes one way to practice. We don't have bands in every town or district like you do overseas. Here in Texas, we are bands, or there are bands in Dallas and a couple in Austin. About a three-hour drive from them. Yikes. And the St. Thomas in Houston, which is about five hours from Dallas. If you don't play in their respective grades, you don't have a band. If you want to learn, you're relegated to Skype or YouTube, which really isn't a viable option. Skype has been a lifesaver for me. It's definitely growing here in the States. And I think your efforts are helping. Good. I'm glad. Happy days. He says, we are salivating for new content, videos, live streaming, major competition results, news, or any other morsels we can get. Some of us may be lucky enough to scrounge enough cash to come over for maybe one event like the world's. But most of us are at the mercy of your efforts and that's why I proudly support you. Ah, oh, thanks Jeremy. Otherwise, we would continue to go without over here. I guess the point is that even though folks like yourself and the Pipe Band Hub etc may sometimes feel like you're unappreciated, 
Just remember that there are many of us, and he spelled that out, many, many of us depending on you for help, uh, to help spread the awesomeness of pipe bands. Cheers, JD. Jeremy, that is awesome, mate. Thank you. That's very much appreciated, pal, if anything. Because, yeah, we do completely take it for granted over here. It's in the woodwork. And sometimes, whenever I'm live on the air, or even if I'm doing the podcast, I can really just feel as if nobody's listening or really bothered. You know what I mean? So, yeah, when you get stuff like that sent, Jeremy, that's, that's awesome. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. Okay, we've got another email here from Chris Shepherd. He says, good day to you, Rob. First, happy anniversary. It was about this time last year I started listening to the podcast. Ah, oh, Chris! Hey! Good man yourself. A long-term listener, hey? There you go. Happy anniversary, Chris. He says, yes, the year has gone by quickly for the podcast. Would you announce that the Scotia, Scotia Glenville Pipe Band will be holding their annual indoor competition on February 3rd, 2018? Ooh, there you go. Just round the corner, actually. So there you go. The Scotia Glenville Pipe Band are holding their annual indoors February 3rd. And uh, the deadline for entries is Saturday the 27th. Of January, so the entry forms for your bands are up on the Scotia Glenville's website. That's sgpipeband.com. There you go. He says, get your entries in now before the deadline of the twenty seventh. And he says, looking forward to many more years of the podcast. Cheers, Chris Shepherd. Awesome, Scotia Glenville. Yeah, holding their annual indoor. So yeah, Chris, do me a favor. If you're listening to this podcast, whenever the competition happens on February the third. Please send us through the results and everything. Let us know how the event went. Um, Because sometimes with us being here in the UK, we're not privy to events like this. So this is the first, actually, I heard about this indoor competition. So, yeah, please do let me know how that goes. I'd be interested to see, you know, who was entered, who competed, all that sort of stuff. That'd be really, really interesting. So please do drop us an email. Now, if you guys out there do want to drop us an email, if you're listening now, this is your first podcast... Please do. BigGrabShow at gmail.com. So BigGrabShow at gmail.com. There you go. Very straightforward and simple. That's how you can get in contact with us. Okay, so flying on. Time for the piping news. I'm going to do my best to get it all squished in. As I said, this is going to be a pretty packed podcast this week. So bear with me. We've got a lot to talk about. Right, straight in at the very top. The National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland are back in action again. They've just released that album, Thunderstruck, and now they're right back on stage again. Yeah, February the 17th, they're going to be in the Corn Exchange in Edinburgh. Tickets are available through the Corn Exchange box office. For full details, go and check out the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland on their social media. 17th of February, they're hitting the stage with their concert entitled Inspire. Mm. Now, ticket from me, if anyone out there has heard their Thunderstruck album of their concert last year, wow, you're going to be in for a treat. Trust me, if Inspire is going to be anything like Thunderstruck, whew, go and take an extra pair of socks with you, because whenever you go, the ones you're wearing are going to be blown off you. <laughs> yes, oh man, 17th of February. If anything, I'm actually going to start looking into maybe can get a wee cheeky flight over and maybe go and see this. Because, yeah, Thunderstruck was just incredible. <sighs> yeah, this is going to be one concert. Yeah, you'll want to catch in February. So 17th, there you go, the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland in action. Okay, there you go, get your tickets now. Johnstone Pipe Band were just in concert this past weekend. Speaking about concerts, of course, as part of the Celtic Connections Festival there, Johnstone Pipe Band were on stage. Now... 
In case you've been living in a cave somewhere, you're going to know pretty much all about this concert because social media was ablaze with it all, all weekend. Now, if you want the Big Rab Show review of the whole concert, simply... Uh, I had a guy on the ground. I didn't get to go see the concert myself in person, but I had someone there from the Rab Show team. And, yeah, they gave me a review of the concert. And they asked me, Rab, do you want me to sum up the show in one word? I says, okay. And his word was, wow. Wow. Simply, wow. He said the whole thing from start to finish was simply incredible. He said, Johnstone Pipe Band did not disappoint and brought a big big show to the stage that a lot of people weren't expecting you know Johnstone Pipe Band of course just newly upgraded there to grade 1 this past season in 2017 yeah you, would, you wouldn't expect them to be hitting the stage all guns blazing you know you would be kind of expecting them to be still finding their feet with their grade 1 shoes on but here they are up on stage now a lot of people were saying that the band were playing brand new chanters and that yeah the sound of the band was different they did say that Overall, there was maybe a few sound problems here and there. Whether it was blowing issues or whether it was sound problems on the stage. But, yeah, they were saying in places, perhaps because of the volume of people who were on the stage, perhaps it was difficult to hear. Because that was one of the particular highlights of the show. They brought on all three bands. Now, I'm talking about Johnstone's Grade 1 band, their Grade 3A band, and the Renfrew School's. Uh, novice juvenile band so yeah they were all lined up on the big stage and yeah just had a the whole stage was packed full of people like all full of kids and people who were learning and if anything it just give you kind of a, a visual testament to how the whole work was being put together from yeah from all the very youngest pipers and drummers that they could offer right the way through up to the professional guys yeah, I think it's a testament to one of the youngest pipe majors in the game, I have to say as well, to Keith Bowes. Keith definitely, yeah, is worth a salt and has produced an incredible system up there at Johnstone. So Keith obviously is assisted by his dad, Keith Sr., and of course former Inverary Pipe Sergeant Douglas Campbell. So he's not alone. So yeah, congratulations guys of Johnstone. If anybody has wanted to see any of it, check out the Rab Show Facebook page. We have loads of clips up there. Of, uh, of different parts of the set definitely worth looking at because these kids and the band themselves just fantastic really really good and if anything one of the particular highlights of the show that was enjoyed by our guy on the ground said uh, Jarleth Henderson yeah Jarleth a good friend of the show actually played a blistering set Jarleth was there to warm up and played the first half you know, he played at the end of the first half, and he said at the end of his set, the audience were on their feet. He played a set of reels that were just incredible. So, yeah, for those of you who don't know who Jarleth Henderson is, and a lot of us in the Highland Piping world don't, he's an Irish Ellen Piper of note, definitely worth checking out. Jarleth, we've played a lot of his stuff on our show, live show on Fuse before. Yeah, some incredible music, definitely worth checking out. And just awesome that the guys of Johnstone included him on the, on the lineup. so... Yeah, you had the audience bouncing after the first half. So, yeah, fair play, Jarleth, well done. So, apparently it's been rumoured that the whole concert by Johnstone has been recorded for BBC's Pipeline show that they have on BBC Radio Scotland. Um, But that's to be confirmed yet. There's been nothing really said, although the stage was all fully mic'd up and everything. So, mm, you never know. You never know. It could well have been recorded. Uh, If it does come to pass that it was recorded for BBC Pipeline... 
do not worry we will let you all know through our social media and you can listen to it all at your leisure there you go so i have to say congratulations to everyone there at johnstone pipe band i think the concert itself yeah that surprised a lot of people expecting not a half half harsh kind of not a yeah they weren't expecting you to be all guns blazing playing big peabrook tunes and then blistering into hornpipes and everything yeah, you know, they expected to see a band still finding their feet in grade one shoes, but were pleasantly blown away. If anything, reports on the grounds were, to sum it up in one word, wow! So there you go. Congratulations, Johnstone. And if anything, bodes well for the 2018 season. Promising big things there. Yeah, there you go. Right. Now, I have to give a shout out to a brand new website that's just opened its doors there, just at Winterstorm there, I think it was uh, the debut of the website. The website itself is called RhythmMonster.com. So it's Rhythm-Monster.com. Now, what is Rhythm Monster? Well, obviously it's in the title. It's for the drummers out there. So if you are a complete beginner or even an advanced or professional player, this website is for you. It's a really, really interesting website for all pipe band drummers from complete beginner, as I've said, right the way up. And, yeah, it has a complete wealth of material for drummers of all levels, uh, incorporating such things as exercises and studies, drum scores, bass and tenor tuition, as well as fully, all, sorry, all with fully professional, you know, produced video lessons and practice plans. So, the whole thing is done through video lessons, so you get to see it happening in front of you, and the camera angles and audio quality is all really professionally done. Uh, even the theory sections of it where they're teaching you about notation and everything it's just yeah it's for drummers made by drummers so yeah definitely worth checking out especially if you're a beginner as well and you've never even held a pair of sticks before and you're interested in picking up the pipe band snare drumming definitely worth going to check this out as i've said this we've talked about the pipers dojo or the dojo university and all that sort of stuff where pipers can go and learn online this seems to be the drumming version of it. So, although slightly, <laughs> I don't know, it's very catered for drummers. So, if you're a piper, uh, mm, this is not for you, I suppose. But definitely worth going along and checking out. The, web- the website is available. You can go and have a look and see what they have to offer. Along with a year's subscription, you're, yeah, you're just... <laughs> for a treat. If anything, I've had a little bit of a nosy around the site for myself and... Yeah, it's incredible. You can go on a complete learning path, be you advanced, professional, or a complete beginner. You get everything that's tailor-made to you, and you can learn at your own pace, set your own learning goals, and, yeah, definitely worth going checking out. So go and have a look at that, rhythm-monster.com. And if anything, one of the guys who runs the website managed to give us a bit of a cheeky interview at Winterstorm before he was about to go on. Yeah, so this is one that possibly we should have played on our Winter Storm wrap-up, but I wanted to bring it to you now, whenever we were talking about this website. So, rhythm-monster.com, and here's a little cheeky interview. So, Mike and Matt from Rhythm Monster? Correct, yes. Correct. So, tell me about Rhythm Monster. So, Rhythm Monster is an online educational platform for Scottish pipe band snare drumming. This is the first phase of our company, Rhythm Monster LLC, that aims to provide world-class education for unique idioms of percussion 
that don't have so much exposure online. And the first thing we wanted to do is Scottish pipe band drumming. It's something I've done for a long time. I love very much. And after we get the ship sailing, if you will, and we get feedback from people on how we can better our efforts, we cultivate a positive community, we'll then go straight to Scottish tenor and bass drumming and give them the information um, that most people don't have the privilege of having access to. After that, who knows where we'll go. Maybe we'll go to Latin drums. Maybe we'll start doing symphonic percussion. But Matt and I have had the privilege of being professional musicians, learning a lot of things, traveling the world, and we want to share that with people because not everyone has the opportunity to do that. But we think that everyone deserves the opportunity to learn anything they would like to. Oh, cool. So is it like a subscription service or is it like a... Uh, how does that work? It, it is a subscription service. Um, what the feedback we have gotten from many, many people is that when they go home, they don't have a direct application. And if there is a direct application, if there is a teacher, then it's either something they can't afford or it's something they can't do as much as they would like. Mm-hmm. Um, so we aimed the, the the pricing for this to to give access to as many people as possible, monthly or a yearly membership. Um, and we also have a free subscription so that people can uh, check out what we do on the website, mm-hmm. which has a uh, selection of different uh, styles, music theory, advanced, beginner, just mm-hmm. so you can see what it is that we're doing. Okay. In addition, the subscription model makes sense because though we're starting the platform with about four terabytes of footage, it's a lot of footage, yeah, we will awesome. add content and classes mm-hmm. in perpetuity. So what you see today will be enhanced next week, maybe the week after. We will constantly add classes and content, not just of us, but of some of the best players and drum corps around the world. So I'm, I'm sure it's, it's very rudiment heavy, but it's so like, for example, if my band had a score we needed help with, we could send it to you guys and you could play that out and send that custom score back to them? I mean, that's an interesting approach to that problem. I mean, could we do some sort of custom consultation? We, we could, but... What we aim to do with this educational approach is teach you how to do what you do better, right? If you want to be a better Scottish drummer to create a better drum corps for a better pipe man, all that information is there. If you want to learn how to write music, if you want to learn to read better so you can create your own compositions with confidence, we give you all that information. So we could do custom design and consultation jobs, but we want to teach you to do that. We want to teach you to supply yourself. The the, the goal is to create self-sufficient performers Mm -hmm. and and bands. So you guys are set up here at Winter Storm. What are your other plans for the year? For the year, we uh, we have what we call a monster instructional series or monster instructor series, where we find other monster Scottish drummers and we record them teaching us whatever they want. We don't have an agenda. We we want to we Matt Matt and I want to learn from these guys. So we'll go to them and we will produce a professional instructional series based on what they think people need to hear. So oh, that's cool. we'll have, we have several locations around the world where we're going to find you know the best players who want to get their music and education out. There's a couple more live events we're going to do, but most of them are actually not in the pipe band world. Most of our efforts actually exist out of pipe band land because most people are in, that are in pipe bands know what pipe bands are and know what the right. music is. We're more concerned about the 
the plethora of American drummers and symphonic musicians who we feel would love Scottish drumming music and love pipe bands if they only knew where it was, what it was, and how to learn yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's about. definitely a Exactly. Niche, sure. This is one of the few pipe band events we're doing. We're, of course, going to be in Scotland. We're going to have a professional uh, production team capturing rad content of all the best drum cores, but most of our events are actually outside of the pipe band genre. Cool. And we've had multiple people approach me this weekend um, who said that they have a lot of trouble finding drummers. And one person who said our core is about to fold. So we have pipers, yeah. but we can't find drummers who can actually play because they yeah. don't have a teacher near them that can teach. So yeah, I know a lot of a lot of bands are reaching out to, to DCI drummers and, and, and marching band drummers to try to build their cores up mm-hmm. and, and then you kind of have to re-educate them a little. Not, I mean, there's not a lot, but there's, no. defi- there's definitely some, some crossover there. You definitely have to re-educate them a lot. Look, Matt, myself, you know, we both marched on the finals field in DCI multiple times. In fact, nearly everyone on our team is a experienced DCI drummer and professional musician, drum set player, whatever, with a heavy marching background operating out of New York City. There is an enormous gap in between those skills in that world and what we need here. Just because the skill is there, that doesn't mean it's direct application. I mean, I struggled for a decade trying to find the right way to help me, my brain, and my hands learn this style, and it was such a struggle. And I mean, I to this day, when I'm around guys like Steve Crichton, Steve McWhorter, and these guys, I mean, I want nothing but to just sit and listen and take notes because I love what they do so much, you know. So the uh, the American drummers, and we hear this from pipe band guys all the time, like my like Matt was saying that they'll come up and say, we know that there's this awesome high school with all these drummers, but we can't seem to communicate with them. We want to help people be able to communicate with those other drummers better because, you know, understanding each other's way of thinking and working is how we get to do things together. There's just, it's a communication divide right now. We want to help bridge that gap. That's cool. Kind of like Dunedin's doing down in Florida. Perhaps. they got a pipe band, high school, high school pipe band. I think programs like that are different. You know, like St. Thomas Episcopal, for example. Uh, that's a very, you know, amazing program. But that program has nothing to do with the other amazing high school marching bands in Houston. Right. I don't even know about each right. other. You know, if, I, if, if I've gone to Houston and done clinics at high schools and colleges, I'm sure going to tell them about St. Thomas. They've never even heard of them. So even when we have pipe bands in public or private schools, there, there is still the divide between the, I'll say, normal, run-of-the-mill band kid in public schools and colleges. Yeah, We're well, trying to bridge that divide. In the States, you get, you get a clarinet or a trumpet or a saxophone. Mm-hmm. You don't get a set of bagpipes. So. No, and yeah. you know when you learn to drum, you learn to drum American style, right. not Scottish style. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hopefully, you. Uh, you guys have a good weekend, and we'll see you around. If people want to check out the platform, go to www.rhythm-monster.com. And if you spell it wrong, don't you worry. We got you covered. <laughs> Rhythm-monster. Yep. Okay. Good deal. Thanks, guys. Thank you. There we have it. Thanks a million. So, as I said, go and check it out. Rhythmmonster.com. Definitely worth a look. It's a website created for drummers. Uh, they're by drummers. So, yeah. Definitely worth checking out. So, thanks for that quick cheeky interview. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, now, let's fly on. We have a couple of new album releases. Yeah, Scaryvore is the first one. Scaryvore have announced that they're releasing a new album coming up in June. So June of this year is about as vague as we can get, but that's all we're getting. And we've been told the title of the new album is entitled Evo. 
And that's it. That's about all that we know. <laughs> it's not fair, Scary Vor. What are you doing? So, yeah, Scary Vor have announced the release of their new album in June entitled Evo. Definitely go and check out their social media page. If you look at Scary Vor's uh, Facebook page, they've uploaded a little teaser that plays like a little clip of maybe one of the tracks from the new album. And oh my goodness, does it sound good! Oh yeah, so big things to come in June from Scaryvor. Definitely going to be worth checking out their new album entitled Evo. Right, another band who have just released a new album. Yes, this past weekend, Doska have released a new album. That's D O S C A. Doska have released a new album. This one's entitled Meridian. Yeah, and I've oh. How to sell this album to you. It's awesome. Okay, there you go. Yeah, Doska have released their latest album. It's available on Spotify now. If you want to go and type it into Spotify, you can check out their new album, Meridian. Plus, it's available uh, from iTunes, Amazon, Google Music, basically anywhere where you can get your hands on some music. That's where you can go and check it out. It's available for download now. Now, take it from us. This album is well worth picking up. As you guys know... Uh, we don't ever want to steer you wrong. And these guys know how to put together some foot-stomping tunes. Like these are proper, yes, get the adrenaline going. Doska know how to, yeah, produce the goods. So yes, well worth checking out. Go and check out Doska's new album there, Meridian. Definitely worth a look. Now, on to another story. Yeah, Wallastone and District Pipe Band are going to be in concert. Another concert that's happening. This one's going to be on Friday the 20th of April. It's going to be in the Dobby Hall in Larbert. So, yeah, get along to this. Wallastone and District, of course, will be hitting the stage themselves. Plus, they'll have special guests on the night, including Ben Duncan and Alistair Henderson. Woo! Yeah, so that's actually quite cool. Actually, Ben Duncan and Alistair Henderson... Along with Wallastone, that's, that's going to be a pretty awesome night, to be honest. So, yeah, tickets are £12.50 and available from any member of Wallastone Pipe Band. Plus, you can get it through their social media as well. So, if you are interested in heading along to see Wallastone District in concert, plus Ben Duncan and Alistair Henderson, now's your chance. Go and grab your tickets now. Only £12.50 and you get a whole night full of great music. Well worth checking out. Now, one last piping news story. In case I haven't bored you enough to death already. <laughs> Woo! Right, the 78th Frasers. What's going on? I'll pause for thought. The 78th Frasers have made yet another change of bass drummer. Yeah, this was announced there recently on PipesDrums.com and sparked a little bit of a conversation. Nobody really seems to know what's happening and of course, people have been coming to us on the Rab Show asking, Here, Rab, what's going on? Honestly, haven't the clue. So what am I talking about? Yes, they've changed their bass drummer. For those of you who know, at the end of the 2017 season, the 78th Fraser bass drummer, uh, Johnny Rowe, was asked politely to go. He was asked politely <coughs> yeah, to leave. And that whole situation happened. We reported it at the time. Noted the confusion around the whole thing and how it might not have been overly pleasant. Uh, but hey, it happened. Johnny parted ways with the 78th after years of being there and got replaced by Sean Allen. Sean Allen then took up the post of bass drummer all the way through the winter months up until now. Now at this point, Sean Allen has decided to leave the band. 
No real reason has been given for his departure. Now, the pipe major has basically come out with a statement to say, yes, Sean Allen has left the band. Didn't say why. There's been zero talk about it from anyone who's close to the band, or even to Sean himself. It's all a bit weird. It's very strange. So there has been no real reason given other than this statement. So, mm, a bit strange. So, for those asking, where did Johnny Rowe go? Of course, he went to Dico. Yeah, Johnny Rowe is now, of course, ticking up the big bass drum at Dico Triumph Street. So, yeah, that actually happened just a few weeks after he left the 78th. So, once he departed ways from the 70th Frasers... He went down the road then to Tycho. So that's who's going to be hitting the mighty bass drum with Tycho. So this leaves us all scratching our head. Well then who is going to be ticking the bass drum with 78th? And that will be Christina Hanks. That was just confirmed by the pipe major. Saying that Christina is going to be ticking up the role. So it's still a bit strange. We don't quite understand why Sean Allen would have went all winter with the band learning scores I'm sure probably writing a lot of the bass scores and everything and then never actually taking them to the competitive field so he hasn't actually hit the grass with the band's drum so it's a bit weird but nobody really knows what's going on so hey for you guys out there who've been messaging in asking us do we know the answer is no (laughs) we're just like you we're in the dark we have no clue we have no real inside track on this one, so yeah, no reason at all. But suffice to say, changes happen in personnel, as we all know. This time of the year, it doesn't happen as often because bands are now really getting settled in and making the final preparations. Any change in personnel at this point could be detrimental to their potential of winning prizes. So hmm, hopefully, this doesn't hurt them too bad. But with Christina behind the big bass drum, Yeah, I don't think it'll do them much damage. So, Christina, best of luck from all of us here on The Rab Show and to everyone else there at the 70th Frasers. We do wish you well for the incoming season. And, yeah, we'll be watching with interest because, as we've said before in our previous podcast about bass drumming, once you change a bass drummer, you change the entire band. Yes, the whole voice of the band does sound different. Now, I know a lot of people who argue against that point and say, no, Rab, you're talking nonsense. But... I would argue against and say, nah, you change the bass drummer, you change the band. The whole dynamic completely changes. Now, before we fly on, and for me to go and get a cup of tea, there's one last little bit of a story that I wanted to chat about, and it's only just a little snippet of news that for those of us who are ultra fans would appreciate. Field Marshal Montgomery, as I announced on last week's podcast, have won a huge award here in the Irish traditional music scene and will be awarded it in early February. Yes, thanks to TG4, an Irish language uh, TV channel here in Ireland, have basically bestowed this massive award on the Field Marshal Montgomery. So, they will be appearing live on TV receiving their awards. So... Us as ultra, ultra mega fans in the piping world who like to keep our ear to the ground. Yes, the Field Marshal Montgomery have been in action. They were filming for this award, performing in the Great Hall in Stormont. Or on the staircase, actually, to be more exact. So, yes, they were up in Stormont, which is basically our, our parliament buildings. And they were in there in all the splendor and all that there. 
Uh-huh. And they were wearing full uniform and they were standing playing like a money band set. Now the reason why this is interesting, and it's not because it's just Field Marshal, but it's because this is the debut of their new bass drummer. Yes, this is the first time Robert Smith has been on official Field Marshal duty. He's been there with the uniform on and it's the first time he's been performing the bass drum with the band. And... Yeah, for the little tiny video clip that we managed to find of it online, it looks pretty awesome. And to be fair, Robert is just, yeah, he knows his stuff. You know, we have seen Robert playing many times before with the PSNI pipe band, and he seems to have slotted in very well into the role there at the Field Marshal. So, yeah, for those of you out there who are massive Field Marshal fans, go and check it out. You get to see the brand new bass drummer in action for the first time. Uh, so yeah it's coming up soon actually where there's a concert happening to me locally here in Northern Ireland where the Field Marshal hope to have a mini band at a local concert here so with a bit of luck I'll go there microphone in hand and hopefully get chatting to the man himself about how you know what's it like to slot into the mighty FM so there you go that's just a little bit of geeky news for you (laughs) it's not really news but a little bit of interesting footage all the same Now, bands, I have to say, from all the length and breadth of the country have been uploading stuff on their social media all about practicing. They're all busy practicing most weekends now and throwing up lots of photographs of all the guys sitting around tables and learning and learning, and it's great to see. And if anything, I would encourage bands that haven't done it yet to please do. We all know that you're buried away in your band halls and practice rooms. Why don't snap a little photograph and let us see you in action? You know what I mean? (laughs) Let us know that you still exist. So, yeah, definitely. Shout out to everyone who is still going through their hard winter's practice. I know this time of year can be extremely difficult. Yeah, especially when you feel so disconnected from the piping world. That's what we're here for in the Rab Show. We do our best to try and keep you connected and keep you updated on all of your piping news. So there you go. That's it for the piping news for this week. If you do have any thoughts or comments on that, please do email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. I'd really love to hear your thoughts. Plus, don't forget to send us a voicemail like William did last week. All you have to do is record it on your cell phone and email it into us. Very simple. Just email the audio clip, whatever format it's in. Don't worry about it. And yeah, send it into us and your voice could be on the show and we'll do our best to answer your question. Right, guys. That's it for the Piper News. Time for me to get myself a big mug of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. TwistedThistle.com Owned and operated by world champion and gold medal winner bass drummer Mike Cole. Twisted Thistle bass drum mallets are one of the top performing bass stick brands in the world. Used by our current world champions in Vararian District Pipe Band. So check out TwistedThistle.com where you can find information on available models to buy, tuning videos, Skype drumming lessons, pipe band drum scores, pipe band drumming workshops, drum tech support, blah, just so much stuff. Check them out, TwistedThistle.com. LoneStarPiper.com, the little pipe and drum supply in the heart of Texas. Proud to be firefighter owned and operated. With 10 years in the industry, they are dedicated to providing friendly, professional, personalized service. Featuring many of the most popular brands for bagpipers and drummers, as well as custom kilts and highland wear. 
Feel free to shoot them an email with questions about custom orders or to get a quote for special pricing on larger orders at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. The Big Rap Show on Fuse FM, Balamont. Tuesday nights, 7 p.m. to 9. They are the show for the piping folk. Reflecting everything from the bagpiping world. Celtic music, folk music, solo piping, and of course, pipe bands. Bagpipes are your thing? Tune in to The Big Rap Show. The Big Rap Show, Tuesday nights, 7 till 9, on Fuse FM, Bala Money. Yes, indeed. That was a shout-out to our wonderful patrons there. Thank you very much, guys, for supporting the show. You're awesome. Right. Topic of the week, and I am talking about travel to major championships. Yeah, it's January, and at this point of the year, this is when people start booking their travel for especially the majors. In my particular circumstance, I'm going to go on a bit of a rant, and I'm sure you guys can join me. (laughs) Now, keeping in mind, this is just specifically for the UK listeners I am aware that you guys internationally can travel for months on end to get to a competition and all of that. So <laughs> bear with me. This is a bit of a rant for us UK people. So but hopefully you'll manage to glean something from this conversation. Recently, myself and my own experience, I've been looking at booking the worlds. I've been looking at getting flights been looking at getting a hotel room and all of that sort of stuff for the whole Pipe and Live Festival. Basically, I've been looking to get to Glasgow during that special week in August. Now, in my experience, if you don't book in January, you have no chance. Because come February, March or April, everything's gone. Like The whole of the entire city is booked up. You may as well forget it. Just go and pitch a tent at the airport because you have no chance of getting a room anywhere. So, that's why I took to the internet this week to look about a hotel room or something, anywhere, where I could throw a bag. (laughs) And that would basically be it, because I'd be running around like crazy, trying to catch as much as I can when I'm in Glasgow. So, I said to myself, right, Rab, get the cheapest flights you can get, and get the cheapest, crappiest hotel room that you can, and do this thing on a budget Because it can get pretty expensive. Now even for me here in the UK. I'm living in Northern Ireland. It's a very small short flight. Only a 20 minute flight from Belfast over to Glasgow. 20 minutes in the air. You think it's nothing. Well I was pleasantly surprised. On any other given day of the week. Yeah be it January, February, March, April, May. Any of those months. You can get a flight over to Glasgow for about £40. And even at that, you can get another flight home for another £40. So you're talking about £80 return to Glasgow at any other stage. However, whenever you come to the summer months, clearly that price jumps up because more people are travelling. So you're maybe talking at most, yeah, you're talking £100 over and maybe £100 back. So a couple of £100, yeah, okay, fair enough, okay. Now... When you're talking about World's Week, I don't know if it's just EasyJet or if it's any other different airline, but this has been my experience. Oh, I just mentioned EasyJet, but hey, there you go. Yeah, I priced up EasyJet 
for flying out at World's Week. Flying out Monday and flying back again on Hangover Sunday after Pipe and Live Week. And I noticed a huge difference in price from the week before and from the week after. I noticed about a £500 difference, which is insane. I'm only going to Glasgow. For pity's sake. Now that's just flights. So you're talking an extra 500 quid. On top of what you would normally play. And that's just for flights. Let's talk about hotels. Don't even get me started on hotels. Now you're talking about the basics of the basic. I was even looking at hostels. And things like that. Student accommodation. Where I was trying to get from as least amount as possible. During World's Week. Every single venue throws its price up now all of these places all have bags of room nobody's booked up yet nobody's have full you know nobody's saying there's no room at the end but all of these places insanely jack their price up i'm not saying by 20 30 quid i'm talking about three or four hundred pound it's it's just insane these hotels and rooms around glasgow just become ultra, ultra expensive during this time of year. Now, I completely understand they're cashing in. And why not? Whenever you read headlines like we just got there just before Christmas, uh, where, yeah, they're making X amount of million pounds just specifically from World's Week, you can completely understand why. So, this is what's caused this entire rant. It's looking at the minute that I won't be able to afford to get to the world's. Now, that is almost a sacrilege. Yeah, it's just not on. It's crazy. Who but... What's going on? Put a grab not at the world's. Next, you're going to tell me fish don't swim. So, yeah, I'm in a bit of a panic at the moment. I've been looking at all sorts of different methods and ways to get to Glasgow, and I've noticed a few of them. There's been one that's been pointed out to me called Sail and Rail. Another way for us to get to Scotland, of course, is to jump on the ferry and head across in a boat. Get across on a boat from Belfast to Canryan and then drive. So, yeah, Sail Rail has been sold to me. Apparently, you can jump on the boat and catch a train on the other side and it costs a fraction of the price of what you would pay for a flight. However, you are travelling for over five hours. So, hmm... And that's without toilet breaks or anything. <laughs> so, yeah, not the most appealing. But it is the cheapest way to do it, apparently. Unless you guys out there know of cheaper. I do know of bands out there who are winning in the accommodation game. What I have been told, now this I don't know, but I've noticed a lot of bands are doing this now. Bands are no longer booking hotels. Because they have found themselves that hotels are jacking the price up. So, yeah, they find it nearly unaffordable themselves as a band. So what they're doing is actually renting private accommodation. They're actually leasing out properties, like apartments and flats. And, yeah, they're leasing out people's property for, like, two or three weeks at a time. Paying the lease for the couple of weeks and then cramming it full of band members. So you could be sitting in someone's two-bedroom flat... Or apartment, and you could have up to 16 people sleeping in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'll have two bedrooms full with people on the floor. You have people sleeping in the bath. Maybe one on the fridge. Maybe somebody, you know, sleeping beside the oven. <laughs> At least half a dozen on the sofa. Do you know what I mean? 
But this is how bands are doing it now. Apparently a lot of bands, especially international bands, are using student accommodation. But these are snapped up ridiculously quick. And if anything, they're booked a year in advance. As soon as a band would arrive at their accommodation, they're already pre-booking for the next year. And this is what happens quite often, I find, is once a band you know, comes over for the World Championships and they've got themselves a pretty good accommodation with a good deal, they're already talking to the manager about next year. As soon as the band has just checked in for that year. So, mm, it's a bit of a lottery. Yeah, with renting private accommodation, you do take the risk of it being really on the outskirts of the city and miles away from anywhere. Or in a pretty dodgy area where you're at risk of possibly having break-ins and maybe losing your instruments or even actual bodily harm. Who knows? It's like any other city. You know, every city has its problems. But, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to think of the most, yeah, (laughs) I don't know, financially viable way of doing it. So, looking at it at the minute, flights are getting ridiculously expensive. And if anything, I know myself, the longer I leave it, the more expensive they'll get because demand will increase the price. Same with hotels and everything. Hotels are continuing to increase the price. If anything... I last checked uh, there on Saturday, and now I've checked it here tonight before I've uploaded just this podcast. And the hotel that I was considering have already increased the price by £120 per night, which is just ridiculous. So, yeah, I don't know. There are still plenty of cheap options about going to Glasgow and any other competition, but I am just specifically talking about the Worlds in this case. So, yeah, have you guys got any tips? <laughs> about international travel especially when it comes to the world championships one person has recommended to me about the possibility of camping apparently there's quite a few camping options whenever it comes to the worlds apparently just on the outskirts of glasgow there's quite a lot of what we call caravan parks where these caravan parks rent out their caravans to anybody who wants to book them so you can book them during worlds week now granted it's maybe a good taxi journey into the centre of town again, but you don't have all that hassle of having to pay through the nose for a hotel bill. So, hmm, camping is one option. And whenever you talk about camping, my dad is also the owner of a camper van, which he takes along, along with him to quite a lot of the competitions. And he has found in recent years that camper vans, yeah, they used to be able to park at, Glasgow Green. They used to have a whole big designated area where everyone who used camper vans were able to take their camping vans and caravans and all that stuff with them and camp over at Glasgow Green itself. Now this was for a nominal fee. I think you had to pay, I can't even remember what it was, but you had to pay like a small amount of money uh, just for the right to park there for like four or five days and that was it. They was fine. They left you alone. But in recent years, they've prohibited vans and camping down in Glasgow Green at all, even on the outskirts of it. If anything, for those of you who've been at the Worlds, I'm sure you've bound to seen the line of camper vans that are parked in nearby streets where people have been just basically camping outside someone else's house. So, yeah, the provision of camping accommodation It's just non-existent. And if anything, it's something that perhaps the RSPBA could possibly look at. Because it seems to be very popular. Certainly very popular, you know, for drum majors. 
I know a lot of drug majors who travel in camper vans and use them as kind of like a base of operations to get dressed at stupid o'clock in the morning. Um, so it's great to have a little bit of home comfort with you on the green. So I don't know, camping options could be viable if the RSPBA or even the guys who run the world's Glasgow life, uh, yeah, if they took that into consideration. I don't know why they stopped camper vans from entering Glasgow Green or even getting close to it. I don't know if it was an insurance issue or what it was, but either way, they just drew a red line and said no more camper vans. So that ruled out a lot of travel options for a lot of people. Uh, my dad being one of them, yeah, because he would have religiously took over the camper van every year, and now he can't because he's not allowed to park it anywhere. So, what do you do? What do you do? I think for me, it's looking if I'm going to get over, and by God, I'm determined to get over. <laughs> It's looking like I might have to do the sail rail thing and then possibly just book a hotel well outside of Glasgow and then travel in every day. It's looking like staying in Glasgow City itself is going to be beyond my reach and I'm not alone. When I've been talking to a lot of my piping and drumming friends here locally here in Northern Ireland, they're all having exactly the same problems. Glasgow City is just becoming too expensive. And whenever you look outside of the city, there are lots of other accommodation uh, possible venues that are open to you that are, yeah, <laughs> just so much cheaper. Now, I know I sound like a complete skinflint here. And, uh, yeah, ah, oh, come on, Rab, every time you open your wallet, there's moths flying out of it. But, yeah, you know, this piping and drumming game ain't cheap. <laughs> and I do have a mortgage to pay. And I have a wife in there to keep happy too. I can't be telling her, here, by the way, I'm spending 900 quid to go to Glasgow for three days. Hmm. So, yeah, obviously, if I could do it a little bit more on a budget, all the better. But, yeah, who knows? <laughs> Maybe in the next few weeks, there'll be a few bargains or something thrown up there. and We might get something, but who knows? With your help, if anything... I will be posting up on the Rab Show Facebook page different travel options available for people going to the world. And we'll be talking about this, of course, on our live show. We'll be, have been talking about it there this week. We'll be talking about it more as the rest of January finishes rolling into February. Because this is what people are doing at the minute. We're booking our travel. Now, I've been talking to a lot of different pipe bands as well locally here and asking them just how many major championships they're going to this year. And again, travel and cost comes into it. Even if you're playing in a championship winning pipe band and you're winning majors all around you, your band might only be able to afford to go to one or two majors in the season because most of the majors are in Scotland. Yeah, we have one here in Northern Ireland, which is the UK's, but the rest of them all involve flights and, you know, ferry journeys and, yeah, sitting on a bus for 12 hours. So, hmm... Yeah, it's a problem that all of us are experiencing here in the piping world at the moment. And I would be interested to know your thoughts about different travel arrangements. Is there any ways of cutting costs? Yeah, let us know. Because it's not just me that's interested. It's everyone else in the piping world here at the minute who are currently looking at travel options. So definitely worth a good conversation. So if you do have any possible tips, please let us know through our Facebook page, Big Rab Show. Or indeed on our email, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Definitely. So for you guys listening in the States, in Canada, and in Australia, and New Zealand, and around the world, I can hear you laughing from here. So, shush. <laughs> but I do know that it is an option for you guys as well. Whenever you're traveling here to the UK, 
I can't even begin to imagine how much it costs. I have heard on numerous reports that it costs over a quarter of a million dollars to get Simon Fraser University over here for a week. $275,000. I think, yeah, I think that was the figure of 300000 I think was the last one that I had read about. That that's how much it costs them to get over here for a week. For the Pipe and Live week, starting from Monday, running through Hangover Sunday, and then fly home on the Sunday... $300,000. Now that's insane. But that is from Canada. Let's talk about the guys who fly from down under. The New Zealand police weren't able to compete last year for that very reason. Financial. They wanted to take a year out to rest, recuperate and just, yeah, restore the coffers. Put some money in the bank. Because it's just, yeah, it costs a stupid amount of money. So, mm, travel is not easy at this piping and drumming game. So, yeah, I hope you didn't mind my little rant. <laughs> Whenever hotels and flight companies and, yeah, or all that, they're all bumping up the price to take advantage of us piping fans. It's not fair! But, hey, I don't know. If you guys have any little insider tips or anything that you've learned from experience about travel uh, when it comes to major championships or yeah even any of your local championships where you are please do get in contact with me i'd be interested to know and i will bring your experience to the show and we'll yeah we'll chat about it as we go through and start looking about booking stuff for the incoming season right guys that's it for the rab show podcast this week thanks a million again for hitting that download button really appreciate your support and yeah one year going strong eh can't believe it still can't believe it honestly so yeah if you haven't yet please do check out our patreon page each and every click on there of support really does mean a lot especially now that i'm looking at travel options (laughs) yeah oh god yeah Every little click of support really does help what we do. We are currently investing in new equipment. We've just bought a bunch of brand new microphones and stuff for our live streaming. There you go. It's a bit of a podcast exclusive. So, yeah, your support has helped us get a whole bunch of new gear. So expect a whole upgrade in the quality for this year's live stream if we are producing any and all of that sort of stuff so we are in the middle of upgrading our stuff so hopefully the quality and quantity will increase as your guys as you guys out there keep clicking that support button so thank you everyone don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already if you're listening to us on itunes that subscribe button is just there just go ahead and click it and you'll never miss an episode every time i manage to upload one bing you'll get a notification on your phone and yeah you can listen to our show every week plus on podbean give us that follow and don't forget to give us a rating as well guys be on itunes podbean or wherever you're listening to this your rating is very much appreciated because that really helps our visibility on the charts there you go right time to fly on it's been a crazy week in the piping world please do get in contact with us bigrabshow at gmail.com i can hear the opening rolls it's time for me to go well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads, raising the benchmark throughout all the grades. Winning 8 out of 9 possible world championship performances, G1 Reads are played by bands around the world, producing that quintessential tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our current world champions in Verarian District. Until next time, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rap Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>